Yo, 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 welcome to the Low Key Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Keith, and I'm joined as always with Aaron Lantern and Tim Malloy. So uh, today we're going to talk about the new Disney Plus show slash Marvel show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, pretty pretty good show. It's, this, it's their second series, Marvel series on the platform um, following the WandaVision, which I thought was awesome. I don't know what you guys thought about that one, but it was pretty good. Um, and so now we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which circles, it happens, I guess you would say, post um, Endgame, where Captain America hands over to Falcon his shield. And instead of instead of Falcon taking up the mantle, which we all thought he was, and which I'm assuming Steve, Steve Rogers thought he would too, he decided to give the shield over to the government and then from there, the government goes and they put their own Captain America into into the fray that they um, that they established to be the new Captain America. And then there's also what's it? It's a subplot of um, some super soldiers that's running amok. They have their own agenda that we're still kind of unclear about because we're only two episodes in. But um, I'm really taking in the show. I appreciate a lot that they're doing right now to expand the Marvel Universe even further. Um, what do, what are you guys' thoughts on the first couple of episodes? Did anything stand out the most to y'all? Or one thing that that's interesting about the show so far, and I, and I you know I'll repeat what you said as far as like just thinking the show is um really expanding the MCU in a way that's pretty pretty neat. Um, I haven't finished WandaVision yet, so, <laughs> so I still got to get to the, yeah, hey, man, that's how we got two kids sometimes, this super young. <laughs> but uh, so I will say, though, I mean, this show is really, well, on Disney Plus, the two shows we've seen so far are attempting to do things within genre and in, in medium that are a little strange. So um, this show is i mean we see these occasionally like these almost like cop buddy comedies mm-hmm. that's essentially what this show is but then tonally it's shifting all the time to do all kinds of things too that in in ways that are a risk if you're doing this on a show that's just like hey we just did our pilot and here's our second episode like you wouldn't really take some of these risks but because it's the mcu and you know it's a you know ties to this extended universe you can take chances you normally wouldn't the same way we saw with wandavision and the ways that they were approaching experiments with going back and paying homage to, you know, earlier decades of television. That's interesting that you say that, because it did remind me a lot of um, a combination of Lethal Weapon and Miami Vice. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what I said. The thing that I think makes Marvel successful is the fact that they do that. Like, I, I, I always say that they don't go out to make superhero movies more than they go out to make something that connects to our consciousness or through like some type of nostalgic element or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've done it with every last one of their films. Like every last film reminds me of something else that I loved and enjoyed in the past. Like I, I had just watched um, with Randall, we went back and she never seen Winter Soldier. Yeah, and that's, that's a great film. It's fucking amazing, but 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 Winter Soldier goes well with you know watching this series too because there's a lot that mm-hmm. she didn't know about Bucky, and you know the Winter Soldiers where he he Cap actually meets the Falcon for the first time, 
Mm-hmm. And there, so there's a lot that happens in it. But like I always say, that movie really is essentially an espionage thriller totally. more than it is a superhero film, you know. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is another one of my favorites, is essentially modern day Star Wars, like at its best, it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's what. And then, like you said, with WandaVision, they just gave us everything, you know, <laughs> like pretty mm-hmm. much all these all these sitcoms wrapped into one, and then the MCU thrown in there too. So, yeah, uh, I I appreciate this show too. I'm actually enjoying it a lot more than WandaVision just because. Well, yeah, I was about to say, I find that really uh, amusing because you thought WandaVision was starting so slow that you were just kind of like, what's the point of this? Like, what, 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 is, what, is, what is our mission? What are we here for? That kind of stuff. I feel like this just moves so fast and has already covered so much stuff. That killer twist at the end of the first episode. Um, and by the way, we're going to spoil everything in the first two episodes. Sorry. Yep. Um, I just think this is really, really well plotted and is laying a lot of great groundwork. Um, I also want to point out this show. I feel a special affinity with, with this show because the showrunner, Malcolm Spellman, was going to be one of the creators of Confederate. And the way that we started doing this podcast is I proposed to Aaron that we do a whole show about Confederate. Um, And of course, Confederate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Confederate is probably ever going to air, but. uh... (laughs) Oh yeah. Cause wasn't, wasn't it going one day working hand in hand with the showrunners of Game of Thrones? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everybody assumed like this show is going to be they're basically saying these guys are not the guys to handle this, but I, I feel like Malcolm Spellman would have been a great guy to handle it. Can you talk more to like what the plot of Confederate was for those that don't remember? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they ever explained it exactly. I think the idea was that it was going to be kind of a modern day world if the Confederacy had won. I hope I'm not getting that wrong. That's right. I, I think people thought this is going to be somehow i don't think people thought it was gonna be outright pro-confederate but i think they thought it was going to be somehow not as sensitive as it should have been um because they didn't like how some of the racial things were handled on game of thrones um and so they really objected to the existence of the show in the first place but you know seeing what malcolm spellman has done with falcon and the winter soldier i feel like he's definitely thinking a lot and definitely thinking sensitively and smartly and would have been i'm probably the only person who thought confederate sounded like a cool idea for a show (laughs) well just to put into context i think the thing that when you're thinking about this as an audience member who's not white is when you put out that as your premise and that's all you've laid out all people really are thinking of who aren't white is damn they just want to show us literally just like it's it's like you're 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 gonna see people enslaved you know that like there's the thing is for a show called confederate it's almost like how can you since the fight primarily was over slavery and you know because you know that's how they were making their money and all that right um that's just like it's hard to want to have a popular culture vision of people enslaved past the time that we left that period in history like you know i want to be seeing a version of the ruined you know 30s and children or the ruined oh, oh, 20s yeah. with with you know people in the background of slave. i mean it's just it, i don't know i don't but know where it's gonna know, go you know what i was thinking though that may just because 
if the Confederate win won, does not mean that we would still be slaves. It this. does not mean that. But but, but, but so so what I would what I would say, what I propose in this alternate reality, mm-hmm. it might show us that in a way that there really isn't that much difference between the two sides. That's so so that that's honestly, world. I think that's a clever way to think of it, particularly even when you th- now obviously this this show was conceived way before now, but even when you see the stuff going on with the voting rights and how people are basically, you know, at this point were like after these states have introduced all the stuff to restrict voting rights, which are primarily meant to impact black people the way these things are written. I right. mean, I've seen people suggesting bringing up you know test to prove you can you know have the intellect or whatever to even take a, a vote you know it's not like that grandfather know, shit. yeah that's what i'm saying we know who that's for and like you know yeah i mean there's a lot of ways in which i think people participate in these systems and blah 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 and actually it's interesting how the falcon and the soldier does address some of this stuff yeah like in the first episode you know marvel really does want to kind of center things in such a way in their shows where it's not just all about the pop and circumstance of being a hero but also like all that stuff about when you're you know when you don't have the cowl on and for you know um falcon with sam wilson to go with his sister to try to get along yeah and a dude be like i mean well i almost treat him like he like he a, a damn a pimp or something you know like well how do you make your money you know how do you do it's like, look, man, I I, I saved us from the blip. By the Can way, I get along? I feel like the Falcon didn't tell him the truth because he was like, I'm not even going to entertain this when he was just like, people are generous, like people are appreciative. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, of course. I think he's just like, I'm not going to fucking explain this to you. No, but that's not, like, yeah, it's it's an indignity. Why even do all that? Like what? At the end of the day. Well, you think like an Avengers is gonna like run off on on in, in default? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like come on, bro. Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, that was a wonderful scene. But that shit, you know. I mean, yeah, it, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I wonder where they're going with that because they, it's you know, in the second episode they brought up similar issues, um, you know, including. Um, kind of diving a little deeper into the mythos of what's going on there uh in the second episode we see uh bucky very brazenly uh <laughs> kind of show up to isaiah reed's house so the black guy who took the super soldier serum and was part of a bunch of experiments um you know for him to say yeah well last time we saw i saw y'all busted your ass well, like why are you just showing up here yeah um, I'm not really sure what Bucky was looking for there. I mean, I kind of do, but I, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. I was about to ask you, like, what do you think? What was his motivation for bringing Sam there to meet Isaiah? Well, I mean, well, what he said was they needed a lead on, you know, other people who might have been exposed to the super soldier serum. Now he didn't say that exactly, but I mean, and that's the thing, like, if if you don't know about Isaiah Isaiah Reed, something that's a little unclear you know that's very much like a you know if you know you know scene but the idea i guess would be here's somebody who we know survived taking the super soldier serum perhaps he knows somebody else who might have had knowledge and and shared it about how to create that formula or whatever because in one of these versions of everything so i don't know if you remember the because i can't remember what this superhero 
uh, group is called, but in the animated Spider-Man series, this is what I last remembered. So Captain America was part of the secret society of guys who he like helped uh, fight in World War II. And um, is it the Howling Commandos? Well, that's what they are called in the. I can't movie. remember what they called, but remember, like, they the worked with him. They, they were a group. Highland Commandos. Okay. And, like, remember, they some of them, like, had knowledge of the Super Soldier Serum. And they were, like, trying to hide some artifact that would allow people to, like, you know, replicate the process and then create a whole thing of Super Soldier. So that's what they're doing here, essentially, in this show. We just don't know. Oh, excuse me. We just don't know, for example, who the power broker is, the person who is threatening the people in that, uh, in that terrorist group. Yeah, who is definitely a character in the Marvel comics from like the 80s, who I distinctly remember. There's a lot of great throwbacks to like 80s era Captain America, which right. is cool as hell. And also um, the new Captain America played by Wyatt uh, Russell, whose name is, what's his name again? John. Jonathan Walker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember the issue where he first showed up um, and this was around when Captain America got a black costume um, kind of copying spider-man's black costume from the 80s mm-hmm. and it was just a crazy like anything can happen era which i loved like sort of post-secret wars um before marvel started doing a bunch of event series just a fun time well i i was um i was gonna just piggyback off what we were talking about um the isaiah saying i was thinking that i don't know why so i was thinking that part of um Bucky's motivation to bring in Sam to meet Isaiah was because of the fact that Sam declined to take the shield. And, oh. and pretty much just showing him, look, this is a this is a guy who was a black captain in America that never got any type of recognition within his time, you know. And he was a hero and stuff. And yeah, you, so- you were you were given it like it was handed to you and in part because he also said that Steve knew about this guy, right? No, Bucky did not tell him. Uh, did he, he not he say did, that? No, he said, I didn't want to burden him with more. He had enough on his mind. He oh, didn't okay, tell okay. Him. Yeah, yeah. He didn't tell so, him. so Cav never knew about it and stuff, no. but I think that was part of his motivation to show him just to show like, look, you know, this might be bigger than what you think it is, you know? Well, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I feel like that is maybe where they're going with it, where for Sam, it is also there's that whole thing about what happens when you are black and you, you're the new person on the block and all right. the pressures that can come along with that. And he doesn't seem uh, as a character kind of ready to take on that and what it means. Like when he said, aren't you like black Falcon? He said, no, like, are you black kid? Did they call you black kid? <laughs> like I almost feel like he feels like you know they're also gonna be doing like the black Captain America thing. Oh yeah, and not which, just Captain America, which they you know yeah they would do that. So you know I mean like I, I think because Isaiah was the black Captain America, so yeah, and and I'm really curious to see what like how they'll handle that this seems intentional i don't feel like they're just going to keep you know bring it up those two times and then it's like well that was fun never bring it up again i feel like there's resolution of some sort to be had there i don't really know where it's gonna lie though um i gotta say though i'm not i I buy bucky as a character right now um when he's just kind of uh being you know jokey and and kind of have a banter back and forth with Sam, but I don't know that I really 
totally understand his character arc yet. Yeah, he's he's always been a tricky character for me because like he's just he's one of the only people in the Marvel universe who's like pure rage and just mad and you know resentful and grim all the time. He's almost like a DC character. Um, <laughs> the D- DC character stuck in the MCU. <laughs> I just I I like him getting to sort of breathe a little bit. Like I really like him trying to make amends with people. I think that's really cool. Um, his relationship with the guy in the first episode and why we find out why he started that relationship with that older guy. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Did, did he know? Oh, did he, yeah, he know? Oh, yeah. He tracked him down to kind of bring some sort of be the surrogate son for the son that he killed, I think. Yeah, that would have seemed like just kind of. Which, ah, oh, man, that's hard. Because this thing of the fact that he killed a man and he was brainwashed. He doesn't even have as had control of itself during the time because he had that Manchurian candidate shit going on with him. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't hate that that is a plot thread. It's just my only real issue with it is like, okay, if I'm going to buy this, like why do that for this man and not other people? Or why did this one in particular hit him harder than others? Like, Oh, I think he's done several. I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. Think, so yeah, it's like they suggest that he's been doing stuff to help out people. But um, oh, oh, have... that he's been going around helping. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't understand that. Because okay. I think he he had like a checklist of that shit or something. They showed. I think I always think it's funny because I think I remember him writing in the notebook, and I think it's funny how both him and Steve are the type of people to have like this small little notebook that they write into, like old man. <laughs> Man, I used to have a, a, a chictionary. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just think it's really <laughs> funny, though. I mean, in, in 2020, 2021, because yeah, I don't think it'd be those little things anymore. that let you know that they're old men. Yeah, because I noticed that in, in Winter Soldier, like it's certain small stuff about Captain America that lets you know, like, oh, this man is like 60 something years old. Well, would he be older? He'd be like he's like a hundred, right? He's so oh, he's a hundred. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Remember, he said the girl asked him how old he was. He's like, yeah, I'm how we. I mean, he was old as hell. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, a hundred and five or some shit. But but you could tell that they're old men and they're kind of like um, people who are outside of time or whatever. Um, and I always think that that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, my World War II grandfather is ninety five, I believe. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Still going. Just imagine the stuff that they've seen in their lifetime. 95 years, man. I know. It's no, a- not, I don't think I will. <laughs> um, I, you know, I was trying to think, too. Oh, man, you know, uh, we talked a lot about the good and a lot of things we like about the show. There was one thing that had me bust out laughing. It was so bad. So that sequence in the second episode is near the end where it's like um, the terrorist group is sitting there together and, you know, they get some sort of warning that the people are about to show up to to attack them. And I think this is the power broker who said that, you know, he wanted to kill the girl. So they were like, all right, we got to dip. And the dude turns around and goes, I'll hold him off or, or slow him down or whatever he said. And then it's like they kind of glancing, especially like, all right, cool, give him an embrace. Then the man goes out and basically just pushes down some some uh, light poles and then just walks out with his chest and then they just shoot him. And I was like, 
I mean, we could have had two minutes of some different footage, and this is what y'all gave us. Like that was lazy and weird. And I mean, you, I, I thought he would have tried to at least fight him or something. Yeah, well, that or or like uh like our boy Bobby said when I was talking to him about this, he said, I mean, he couldn't wait ten seconds to like put them on top of Escalade and then run and catch the plane. Hey, this, I wanted to do the super soldier serum low key make you feel invincible. Cause just think how fucking strong they is. You a low key might think like, damn, fuck a bullet. <laughs> well, but, but like you maybe know, he thought he could survive getting shot or something. So you say that, and I remember the, the first time I realized it because okay, now I might be wrong about this. I can't remember. Does Bucky have the super serum? Yeah, he does. I was pretty sure because when I saw this man like run on foot and catch that truck, I was like, hold on, dog. <laughs> that that what Randall said. She said, What the hell? Because <laughs> he was running like um how uh, Captain America was running in the first movie. Yeah, he was so casual about it. And then he yeah. just caught it, man, and didn't take no effort. I was like, oh, well, damn. Yeah, but his, I think his version of the serum is different. It's some shit that the that Hydra had created. Yeah, yeah. So it, so it might be whatever they had injected the red, what the red skull had injected himself with. Okay. He got the AstraZeneca super serum. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, I'm sure there's effects some, may include my manipulation. Right, there's definitely some side effects in that giant, you know. Um, then he got a robotic hand, which in the words of Peter Parker, that is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. I was, I'm just so amazed how like these shows look like full blown movies, though. I know, like, oh, and, yeah. it, and it kind of started with. I don't know, Disney Plus is just putting out some content because I think about how amazing The Mandalorian looks. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. The Mandalorian looks better than most Star Wars films. I just gotta yeah. say it. Like, it, it looks so good. And I was, I don't know if you guys checked it out, but they have a, Making this up. thing called Gallery on um, Disney Plus, and they kind of break down how they create The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It is wow. so, so interesting. They pretty much use the same tech um, I don't know much about it, but um, um, I know Aaron's familiar with this. You familiar with Unreal Engine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They use that. Like, they pretty much have, like, their sets are just, like, these um, blue screens. Mm-hmm. And so they use the Unreal Engine for the background. And so, like, but they can see it. So, you know, usually with a green screen, you can't. Right. see the background and interact with it or anything like that right you got to yeah. pretend like some shit is in front of you right yeah and so but with this blue screen you can actually see it almost like you're in a virtual reality world when you're acting and stuff so cool. yeah i mean it's basic i'll oh, go ahead tim i'm just nerding out that's just awesome well i'm gonna say yeah, essentially what that is is like if you took you know how like the old idea of like when you do animation you right. have backgrounds and then you can kind of put stuff on top of it. But this is just like in a real life version, like having a VR set in front of you and you just do what you do. Right. And I'm assuming it looks, I, I, I'm wondering if they doing the same thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it looks so fucking good on certain stuff. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, oh my God. Now, one thing that had me dying laughing, another thing, now this, this ain't like a bad thing, but um, these people fly so damn much and so quickly. Man, yeah. yes, man. <laughs> Talking about they, they literally on other sides of the world, like same day, all the time. This should help me dying laughing. <laughs> it's comic books, but then at the same time, they're like, What time to walk 20 miles? 
Well, I use every time I read the X Men, I felt like they got on the other side of the world like hella quick, like all the time. Like there was never like, or they might be like, meanwhile here, and then boom, they there. Like just they they can go yeah. from being in New York to being in like Siberia or somewhere, and <laughs> what seemed like a couple of hours. And I I I was thinking about this too, like when I was watching it, how I never really was like a a Captain America fan. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, I didn't like Iron Man neither. I only liked X Men and Spider Man. Yeah, but I, it's some about these movies, man. They got you. It it reframes how I ever thought about the characters and stuff. You know, man, yeah, but even I it think- makes me go back and look at Captain America and be like, you know what? That was actually a pretty interesting character. You know, not like he wasn't what I thought he was. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of like this cookie cutter Boy Scout character. He's kind of that, but then he's much more. He's like the the human personification of what we want America to be like, not what it is. <laughs> they, they've really done a great job of leaning into all the stuff that's cool and interesting about Captain America. Because like, right. first, the fact that his real superpower is he goes to all these different draft boards and tries to get in and they keep rejecting him. And it's just, he's just this skinny guy inside who's determined to serve, is totally compelling. And then the fact that he's this old man in this young man's body in this world he doesn't understand is also super interesting. And it just makes him way more interesting than like Superman, for instance. Right. To me, um, which I wish they, they, they lean more into Superman being like an alien and in a strange planet that he doesn't really understand. Like, I don't know. There's just there's just cool fish out of water stuff with Captain America. And certain stories they do, but they definitely don't in the movies. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing that movies to totally don't explore. Um, there's like tiny moments of it, but then they just be like, nah, never mind. Like I'm talking about they don't give like the the DCEU's biggest problem is like they just never gave Clark a real heart. Or just like or just like some some off the beaten path stuff going on that didn't require him being Superman and doing Superman stuff. So like uh or they just like take for granted. You'll just assume certain things. Like we were laughing about in the Justice League uh, movie. Like both cuts are just like, all right. So when he's resurrected, he's mad now. And you're like, all right, why? I was talking to my wife about this and like how both DC and Marvel try to be realistic. And the way that DC goes for realistic is like everything is grim and everyone's angry all the time. And the way that Marvel goes realistic is like, oh God, I got to go to that wedding. I'm super nervous. (laughs) But then also, like, you have to beat a super villain and nobody can find out your identity. And it's just like they're just grounded in different ways. And Marvel is so close to my actual life a lot of a lot of time. But isn't isn't Marvel hasn't Marvel just pretty much always been that way? Like I was um I don't know, my cousin said something that I thought was pretty stupid. He was pretty much saying, he said that he feels that Marvel is copycats of DC, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, that's like saying to me, that's like saying that Facebook copied off of MySpace, right? Like mm-hmm. to an extent, everybody kind of is inspired by another company. I guess MySpace isn't a good example because it kind of doesn't exist. But mm-hmm. the point is, is that like, I feel like when DC was around and they were like these jugger, they always been a juggernaut in comics. It's like they took over pretty much every idea that ever ever existed in a way, right? I I agree. It is a ripoff, but like 
all the DC characters are like guys who are like between their 30s and 40s and they're like grown men who have like grown men problems. And then Marvel is like, everybody reading this is 15. Why don't we make them 15 year old problems? And so you've got, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that, but, up the, but I think on top of that too, the true version of what you were speaking to Tim was like Peter Parker, you know, having to be a superhero, but then he always had to make sure he got some extra bread for Aunt May by being a photographer. Right. You know. But it's like, because cause I think one thing that inspired me was when Stan Lee talks about creating the Fantastic Four, because that was really the thing that really just brought, made pretty much made Marvel. Mm-hmm. And his wife told him, you know, because he was going to quit comics. His wife told him, just like, just make the story, make the comic that you want to make. And so what's, what made the Fantastic Four stand out was that they just had like normal people problems. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they, like, and I think one thing that I, I always heard people say, and I agree with this, is that DC characters in a sense are gods who have to live in a world amongst men. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. Marvel is men who essentially take on the responsibility of gods in a sense. Love that. Mm-hmm. And so that's a whole different aspect. But the thing is, not, not one is better than the other. Now, I do think Marvel might be in certain ways more relatable in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But there are certain stories that I feel like DC then came out with that's like, like I'm, t- I'm talking about like- But, but like, okay, like, we, like you and like I were talking about the DC animated movies before we started recording. And all they had oh, to yeah. make those damn movies, live action shits. And like, they just make, you know, two, three billion dollars every other year. They just refuse to do it. Real talk. So to me, in a way, DC is more like Homer's Odyssey. It's more like Greek mythology in a certain way, right? Yeah, it definitely is. Whereas like, to me, Marvel is if you took those same type of characters from a Greek Greek mythology, but you made them relatable. You made them human in a way of like, um, or you took, you told it in a different perspective, like, uh, What's the what's the what's that um Beowulf? Y'all remember Beowulf? I knew I know what you're about to go to. Uh-huh. So there's Beowulf and then there's the story Grendel. Mm-hmm. Which in a way, there's more characterization in Grendel than it is in Beowulf. But Beowulf is this epic story, it's this epic poem, and he's this type of hero that you're used to, you know, kind of following in these type of stories. But then you got Grendel, who's the actual monster that he busts across the fucking head. But we get it from his point of view. And he's almost, in a way, in a sense, more human than Beowulf himself. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. And then there's also this thing about apparently that Stan Lee, he started off writing these like monster comics. So mm-hmm. he always had characters that had their powers through like some type of um, accident or something. Yeah, and they essentially, in a way, turned into a monster, like the Thing or the Hulk. Or even Spider-Man getting bit by the spider. Like, it's always kind of almost this horror movie element that comes into it or this mutation. Yeah. Um, which is a bit different. And then also, which I can also appreciate, because I like them both. I kind of like the fact that Marvel heroes don't have secret identities. Because in a way, the secret identity stuff, like, there, there's a few of them with secret identities. But for the most part, DC for the bulk, most, the majority of all their heroes have a secret identity. Yeah. 
Well, not after Justice League. Not after Justice. <laughs> Them folks, everybody saying their real names in that movie. Yeah, but I'm, you know what I mean. No, like, no, I know what you mean. It was, it was just funny. I remember watching it. Like, why do they keep using their real names? Um, I'm still amazed. Does anybody remember Power Pack? No. Power Pack is a band of four child superheroes who was always my favorite growing up because they were like exactly my age. And they're four kids who go out and fight crime and fight aliens and all this other stuff and straight up never wear masks. I guess at one point mm. started wearing masks, but like these were children with superpowers <laughs> who are also brothers and sisters. So like it would be really easy to identify them. Yeah. Like easier than Superman because like there's a lot of guys who kind of look like Superman. Like in a city of millions of people. I mean, you can you can make that claim, but I mean, I think Superman's part magic, Krypton is a part magic. Cause ain't no way glasses are that damn obstructing of somebody's identity. But, if Marvel uh, ever makes the Power Pack movie, I am going to. I hope they wait a few years so I can take my child to the Power Pack movie. So you, but you guys did see the Suicide Squad trailer, I'm assuming. Yes. So with that in mind, how we've been talking about this stuff, I mean, I guess I'm weirded out too because I know David Ayer is in the original Suicide Squad movie. Like, I get, I like just like redoing the movie, just acting like the first one didn't happen, and then they're just like doing it with the same folks, essentially um, just with different actors. I'm and then, of course, they had like King Shark and a couple other ones, but you know. Yeah, I think I want to say that's the same continuity though, because you still got the same characters. You still got Amanda Waller. But they still had the same name, huh? What was the name of the first Suicide Squad movie? It was called Suicide Squad. This one was just called Suicide Squad. This is called the Suicide Squad. This is Batman and the Batman. Yeah, but I'm assuming it's in the same continuity in a way that like Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn, what is it? Birds of Prey is like supposed to take place after Suicide Squad. So, right, this will be- but I'm just confused, because because you mentioned the ba- Batman versus the Batman, but the Batman is a different continuity. Yeah, that's a different continuity. I don't think that they're, from my understanding, I don't think that they're redoing it. This is essentially Suicide 2, Suicide Squad 2. They're just not calling it that. Like coming to America, coming to America. Right, they not they not calling it Suicide Squad too, but that's essentially what it is. This is like I mean, but but the trailer looks good. It I, does. That movie looks good as fuck. But then again, the trailer for the last one looked pretty. Well, good. but but that but that David Ayers claims that that cut wasn't his. Oh, man, imagine oh, oh. oh they are ca- kind of trying to push for David Ayers cut. Yeah, because that Snyder cut, I ain't gonna lie, that shit is a whole different movie. That's a totally I didn't expect it. I I thought it was gonna be like his rated R version of Batman versus Superman, where it's like it really didn't make a difference. Like this completely changed what I thought about that whole Justice League movie. I mean, yeah, that movie's pretty pretty different um, and better. Um, although I gotta say, man, slow mo. Huh. That slow mo shit was getting on my nerves. That's man, one thing I, Marvel does not do a whole bunch of slow mo. I man, like I was talking about keep moving. when, when uh, Amy Adams was walking with her heels and then she was in slow motion. Man, I was dying on my couch. <laughs> that shit was so funny. I was just like, "Why is this here?" Like, we just, 
this is not adding to the scene at all. But I mean, and in fact, it it was like it just made it melodramatic in a way that was just kind of like made me very self-aware about what's happening. Cause it's like we have slow-mo for walking in hills towards a grave site and slow-mo for you know lasers passing somebody's eyes and they get fried to get hit and slow-mo it's just like man just i don't know it snyder's always been weird in my bag as far as like that kind of stuff it's, it's not always my favorite but yeah that but that was, that was a much better film though with 100 percent. it definitely is um i was gonna say back to like the falcon and the winter soldier what do y'all um what do y'all what what part do y'all think Zemo's gonna play in all this? I think he's gonna be Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon. Is it Lethal Weapon two or Lethal Weapon three? They fuck you up. The I drive was two. It's been a while since I've seen the Lethal Weapon movie. It's been a while. It's definitely I, been a while. I want him to do the fuck you in the drive through speech, uh, but like with a German accent. What's <laughs> <laughs> the drive through? You know. I just, I don't know what to do about this whole thing of like, because I just, I don't know what would Zemo be able to do? I don't know. Like, I mean, I know he's a Hydra agent they have, you know, um, in jail since the Civil War movie, but it's just like, what, what could he do to kind of help them along here? I'm not totally sure. By the way, I feel like I'm crazy. Did Bucky say that the new Captain America is Hydra? Uh, I don't think so. I feel like that happened at the end of the episode. Because who was he talking about when he said that, you know, he said, oh, he said, you, there was some, there was a two word phrase he said, he said, oh, yeah, that, that means he's Hydra, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who's he talking about? Oh wow! I, I, I don't remember him saying it. He definitely said this was right before they start talking about going to Z, see Zemo. So like when when Bucky gets out of jail and the new Captain America sitting there with his other buddy, um, they're having a conversation, and then they you know he kind of halfway threatened them, and then when they were walking off, he was like, he said such and such. Yeah, that, that you know that's something that somebody who's in Hydra says. And I was like, is he talking about the new Captain America or somebody else? Hmm. Hmm. Well, now I have an excuse to watch it again. I mean, I was kid. The thing is, I was holding the baby while this was happening, so I did, I couldn't really rewind. <laughs> then I forgot to later because I was checking out what other people were talking about with the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like I don't know, Zemo. There's just so much that could be done. I don't know how you use that character when Captain America is no longer around. There's plenty of ways, um, but. Who knows, man? Like this, I have had a hard time trying to do the prediction game with MCU stuff. Yeah, and, and being successful because I mean the thing is they take you places you don't expect to go, and, oh. and they tend to be pretty good. You were successful with Endgame. Well, like literally I mean, all your predictions for Endgame actually, and happened. and the Spider Verse movies happening. <laughs> Essentially, this but the new Spider Man, and but they've hired Tobey Maguire and freaking uh, I don't know if that's uh, completely Andrew true. Garfield. I think that's still rumors. You think that's still rumors? Yeah, I, I didn't see nothing. I thought there. they put they definitely hired 100% like some old villains. Well, I know about the old villains, I'm saying I don't know about 
previous Spider-Mans. Man. I thought they had. Well, that that was my p- previous prediction was that, you know, I, I was like, well, you know, there's an opportunity once you've done all this and you've merged all this stuff to create the multiverse, blah, 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 blah. Now, that was over a year ago. I'd be pretty impressed with myself, I got to admit. I said, hey, Marvel, feel free to take this idea. But, you know, they could have come up with that on their own. I mean, you know, I don't need any restitution. Or I just need to figure out how they going to add X-Men. That's all I care about. Seriously. Seriously, Man. I thought I'm just, do it. You say what? I thought Wanda was gonna do it. I thought Evan, uh, what's his name? When Quicksilver showed up, I thought that was gonna be it. No, that's still an opportunity for things to happen, you know. I um, and, and you know, another thing that I was thinking about, like if you see see the thing too, if you keep Magneto, like he would be like old as hell right now. If right. he still was like a Jewish kid during World War II. Yeah. And that would also be interesting because he's another character that would be kind of like out of time. But could could it be explained that like, oh well, the reason why he's not super, super like decrepit old is because of his mutant abilities. It slows down his age for some reason. You could. Um, and Tim, have you seen the Zach the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League? Um I'm trying not to be critical. I appreciate what he set out to do. And I totally respect that he got to get have his vision get out there. And I love his personal story. Um, but I'm like an hour and a half into a four hour movie. Dude, no, no, no. No one's gonna check <laughs> for that. It's four hours. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I li- I had to dedicate days to it. So <laughs> if you told <laughs> if you told like 12-year-old me there's a movie with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman and the Flash. And it's four hours long and you're going to watch like 90 minutes of it and then be like, ah, I'm going to go watch something else. I would have just shaken myself. No, but oh. look, here's the thing. The, it, the the part where it gets good is really like the last hour. Like, well, last hour. Yeah, the last hour cold as shit. Yeah, but, the last hour is like, oh, wow, that was that was impressive. Okay. But, you know, like, um, and then the, that last. That 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 last little part, man. Yeah, that's why. I, yeah, I ain't I ain't gonna give it away. But yeah, you know that saying? that that part is worth watching it because it puts a lot of other things in different context. And when we were talking about it on Sam's podcast, the Sam's Headed podcast, uh, we were realizing some stuff that was happening early on. They had been hinted at, and was like, oh wow, like they really did set up a bunch of stuff. It's like right in your face, but you couldn't tell it was happening until what happened at the end. But anyway. Uh-huh. I left out um, Cyborg. I left out Cyborg. I don't think Cyborg was a big part of my world when I was a kid. Like I don't, I don't really remember him being in any of the stuff. So he was in some I, stuff. Well, hey, that actor doesn't want to be in the movie anyway. So you know, you know, you know. I was just thinking. I don't know why I just started thinking about this. <laughs> but um, with X Men, for example, mm-hmm. since. Just to go back to Marvel, I know we jumped from Marvel to DC conversation. What if there were only maybe just, I don't know if I've said this before, only like a few mutants that exist, right? But okay. they've always been hiding. And like two two of the main ones could be, you know, Magneto and Professor Xavier, right? Okay. Where Magneto would probably be like a whole lot older than Xavier. And like I said, he his his age might just slow down because of his powers. Um, whereas Xavier, you know, he's a telepath, but he's kind of like been in hiding. And part of how he's been able to hide him and his students is through his telepathic abilities. 
So like if some shit, so if some shit happen, he'll just erase it from your brain type stuff. You know what I'm saying? But there's like such a small community of mutants that a lot of people don't know that they exist, right? That's a great idea. And he and he never had them like go out and fight in battles and stuff like that because he only looks at them as students at this particular time. And then what happens after the blip, because the blip, it was like a five-year span, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, what what if some of the people that came back start to develop mutant abilities? And he finds out that the reason why is because everybody has like an innate mutation within them. And through the blip, it could have somehow um, sparked that within a person. So once they came back, it kind of pushed them forward in the evolutionary chain. So now you start to have like more mutants popping up and stuff. It sounds like he's writing a spec for season two of WandaVision. I'm into it. That, using the blip as the instigating incident instead of the atomic age, I think is super cool. Right. I mean, it could work. Yeah. You know, and then and then he can... Um, that's when he started forming the actual team of the X-Men. Like he already have like certain people that was his students, maybe like Beast or something. Like maybe it could be the five original X-Men. And then now all these other people start coming up and that's when he started training them up and stuff to actually be in the way, in the way like the mutant version of the X, other Avengers in a sense. Yeah, I love that. And I hope they leave Wolverine out of it for a little while. Definitely leave. I'm, I'm down for Hugh Jackman anytime he want to show up. Uh, I, want, I want a shorter Wolverine. I, I know this is very picky, but I want. Uh, I want. I want like a real. But wait a minute. Okay. All right. Uh, accuracy, man. But he's only five foot three, or maybe I think he might even be shorter than that in the comics. He should be five three, two hundred fifty pounds of pure muscle. He don't even got to be five three. He could just be like. I don't know, like maybe like Aaron's height or something. I'm he could five be, four. You five four? Yes. Are you? Aaron, really? bro, I thought you was five yeah. seven. No. I thought you were taller than that. I mean, look, my per, you know, my personality and, I and, I and the gravitas I bring to a moment is, you know, six foot. But I'm five four. Oh, you play Wolverine. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Let's do it. Like something. I was thinking more like five seven, but like five five or something. Um. Because like I'm five, I'm like around five eleven, and I think people personally, I think if you taller, you're five eleven. Yeah. Damn, I don't, I don't have any perspective on anything. I could have sworn that you was five seven though. Five mm-hmm. five is is yeah, is, dude. Is, I've, I I I never registered you as I don't know. I think I thought you were taller. I don't know why. I, I I think he got his height wrong. I think he's five seven. <laughs> nothing wrong with five. Better tell the government. <laughs> Prince was five four. There's nothing wrong with five four. But like, well, I don't know. I just thought you were tall. Nope, nope. Yeah, and 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 this is my thing. I think Hugh Jackman is what like six two. That's too tall for Wolverine. He's way too tall. He that's not the point of Wolverine. That I, and I mean he's a great. He plays the role, but I'm saying like just. I mean he he got to be the most inaccurate version of a of the look of a character. I can't wait for you to get this going on Instagram or Reddit or 4chan or something. Dude, there's <laughs> going to be people who are like, if they did an accurate Wolverine, they'll be like, why is Wolverine short? They'll be mad. Yeah. Not yeah, knowing sure. in the comics, Wolverine is totally short. Oh my goodness. That'd be so funny. 
But I mean, like, this is like the same thing about like trying to get somebody's skin tone exactly right in the comic book when they black and well, some people's skin... penciling be off, <laughs> be shading too hard. <laughs> yeah, like you make like storm, you make storm light skinned. Man, they be making uh. storm like look like she Holly Berry and shit. Ah, but, but, but her, her skin, her, her skin color does vary depending, I guess, on who's drawing her. Yeah, I don't know. or who's casting her, or who's casting her. But um, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm that's what I really if once they because I was extremely excited in WandaVision when they brought back um when they brought that Pietro back. Cause I was like, man, this might be some X-Men shit that's about to go down. But I wanted to be a whole new thing. No, 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 no. That, that they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They teasing. They, they this is all on purpose. Hey, maybe after the Doctor Strange movie, that's when a lot of this is gonna start happening. Yeah, I mean, there's the multiverse movie, and then there's a Spider Spider-Man movie. What they said, like No Way Home or something like that. Um, because you know, like that's the No Way Home is the the subtitle. It's like Spider-Man Three, No Way Home. Okay. Another way that they can do it, honestly, I don't really like this way as much as the one that I just created because I think what I just said at first is better. Uh, but I think in the <laughs> ultimate. The ultimate comics, like that particular world, was destroyed somehow. Okay, and so like a lot of like characters, like that's how Miles Morales exists. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the comic book thing, yeah, right in the comic book. But I'm saying like maybe something like that could happen in another world where like there is the world. I mean, if they want to even, I gotta admit, honestly, for the purposes of like these casual audiences, I I just think that's too much. That's too much, yeah. I, I think, like, you can have different universes, but you don't want, like, here's everybody's known from the 616, then here's somebody from the 313, and here's somebody from the 102, and here's somebody, that's just too much. Yeah, that yeah, that's too confusing. Right, you don't really yeah. What's that? Just hearing out a program at the start to everybody, you're going, all right, yeah. from World 616, you got to download the app to understand the movie. Use the internet for good. <laughs> um Marvel it's not has an NFT this, ruining the environment. So <laughs> Marvel has this one show called The Runaways. Have y'all watched that? It's based off one of their comics. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know where that fits in. I think the runaways is pretty decent. The it, runaway but, but you, seems to be well, you gotta remember, like it feels like a Marvel, CW show. Well, yeah, Marvel before these um specific mcu shows they would build all this stuff like almost in their own universe like the what, agents of shield and inhumans and i thought those were all supposed to be connected to mcu though no they were their own universe just well, it, they were their own universe and then you had the netflix verse yeah well i'm gonna say so the is the, but they're talking about bringing now i did hear them talking about bringing um old boy that played daredevil back for spider-man Look, wherever that uh what's his name? Yeah. Charlie um Charlie Hunnam. No, that's somebody else. My no, bad. No, no, no. I can't remember. But yeah. but like if that Bobby man Cox. Is, yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah but if, if he is um you know returning the role, I'll be there. I'll pay for that. Yeah. I I'll pay to see John Berthel come back as the punisher. Man, hey, look, I, I'll pay to uh see a man back as uh Luke. Oh, that's my punisher. Now the thing is, that now that's a series that got canceled too fast for no reason. I mean, that, none of them should have been canceled. Season, you know, season you know. two of Luke Cage was so damn good. It was it was better than it should have been. 
<laughs> yeah, it was just like, wow, all right, this is good. happening. Yeah. Um I, I don't still know if, need to finish. Uh, I I haven't even started yet. Uh, season three of Daredevil. Like I know people say this I haven't started dope. yet neither. I haven't I haven't finished that. I haven't finished Jessica Jones or season two of Punisher. Um, but but oh, season two of Punisher is good. Yeah, I heard. That's why Eminem is pissed off at Netflix. <laughs> Did you hear that? Punisher? No. Yeah, like he he freaking loves the Punisher, and he uh-huh. was like so pissed off that they canceled it. Like he made this big huge thing about it. I mean, okay. that, I, I definitely. If if I had gobs <laughs> of money and I didn't have to worry about much of nothing, I would definitely. Man, I'd make a whole fucking. I'd write a whole book on why season three of Luke Cage need to happen. Man, I'll try to go ahead and do the show. I'd be like, bro, how much money do I need to have to go ahead and <laughs> <laughs> to bring happen. back a couple of these shows? All you need to do is buy some NFTs and then wait a year. You'll right. Have it. You produce the whole fucking season by yourself off your NFTs. Go ahead and buy your NFT of your own self, by the way, before somebody take it. And then you don't own yourself digitally. Yeah, that's the weird <laughs> thing about it. Um, that's funny how talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier just get us into like these deep dives of like comic books and all these different shows that. And it's just it's just like to Tim's point about just think about your twelve year old self. I couldn't imagine living in a world where we have like this much comic book superhero content or just you know it's just it's just almost it's still amazing like i was thinking that when i was watching justice league and i mean like say what you want you know about it it is pretty amazing to see all these characters in one film yeah it was it was amazing hilarious to watch wonder woman kill a bunch of people that was great wonder woman was beasting on she was like xena warrior princess times the 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 chick from heavy metal Times Elon Flux, <laughs> times Major from uh, Ghost in the Shell. Like she's just beasting oh, out funny. on these folks, man. That, that um, was amazing. And cutting cutting um, Parademons in half and shit. It was just amazing. Well, I mean, like I said, though, all this stuff just makes me happy. I'm glad that you know we can still have things that are entertaining, but also you know. Um, you know, setting some sort of bar for what's possible on television. Now, not everybody can mimic it because everybody got these budgets, but you know, I think there's some interesting ideas that they're playing with, and they're not doing safe versions of what they could do, which I think is yeah. really cool for them to try to push genre and medium in some way. Um, and and they definitely they could make their money without doing that, but you know, to see them take those risks, I think is really cool and and gives opportunity to see you know. Just, you know, something we hadn't seen before. And that, and that's always really cool, you know, successful or not to see how that stuff works. Yeah, they're killing it. Yeah, right on. Uh, anything you guys want to uh, close with as we leave the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, uh, I, I want to recommend people check out CSA, the Confederate States of America, which is a mockumentary created by, I hope I got his name right, Kevin Wilmot, who um, got an Oscar for, yeah, Kevin Wilmot, who got an Oscar for Black Klansman. Um, the mm. reason I thought that Confederate would be a good show is that the, the mockumentary is basically the exact same concept. And the sort of reveal at the end is really close to what Keith was talking about with how he thought the show Confederate might go. Um, so if you haven't seen CSA, the Confederate States of America, 
very worth watching. It was on Hulu a while ago, and it's totally great. Cool. Great, great, uh, you know, um, yeah, subscript (laughs) to to add at the end there. Uh, What about you, Keith? Anything you'd like to to add as a footnote or anything? Well, I know we mentioned it a couple of times, but if you guys like us, also check out Sam, our um, play cousin. Uh, <laughs> at the um Sam yeah. said at the Sam said it podcast. Um he has some pretty good episodes out. And um his previous episode, I, I think this is his previous is the episode with me and Aaron where we talk about Justice League, um, the Snyder cut. Also, I just highly recommend that 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 Justice League film that y'all were talking about. Oh um, yeah, Justice man. League, Justice League War Dark, of Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. If you guys like DC, if you guys like comic book stuff, if you like animated stuff or whatever, you got to check this out. This is, this is fantastic. It's fantastic. So um, it's DC so, animated so film. Um, it's also, only an hour and a half. Right, right. And it was just, but it, it it zoomed by. Like, I I literally felt like I only sat down for 30 minutes and I was just like, I, I feel like it should have been a series for a moment. That shit was so good, man. Um, but but anyway, um, also you guys can of course follow us on social media at the Loki Pod, and we're also on Facebook somewhere. And also, you know, leave us a review, and that's all I got. All right, bet. Uh, well, five stars or five stars, whatever you prefer. Yeah, right. yep. Just keep it locked on five. And if six <laughs> is an option, go ahead. You know, YOLO. Why not? <laughs> it's your world. You know. <laughs> So uh, we'll catch y'all on the next one. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. So we'll, we'll pick some awesome and, and, you know, pick it up for y'all next week. Peace. See you. Yeah.